Lion Hearted Podcast. What up, what up? You are now tuned into the Lion Hearted Podcast where the fillers reside and only the strong survive. I'm your boy Maine, so let's get into it. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. It's your boy Maine. Back again. This is episode two of season two. And this is a special interview for me, y'all. I got my big Cuddy in the building, my boy Jay West. What's up, Cuddy? What's good? All right, so today what I wanted to do was my Cuddy got an amazing story to tell. It's like a story of redemption. And so I want him to tell it from his point of view so y'all can see it from his eyes. So, yeah, Jay, like we all know that um, you had to overcome your drinking. And um, so how long you been sober? seven years been seven years so was it something that that happened or was there an event that happened where you was just like man this is it for me like if i don't fix it now it could be real bad for me oh yeah it had a it got to that point um, i had a last incident that really woke me up i woke up in a field and thought i was dreaming but I wasn't, and uh, from that day on, I knew I had to do something about it. It scared me. Yeah, I mean, I, me, you know, being your cousin, being a, a one of the younger ones, looking up to you growing up, it's like, it was crazy, because I didn't never see it like that. The reason why is because, like, you get to that point, it's like, shit, I'm old enough now to drink with my big cousin. That's all you really want to do, like all the family functions and stuff. I'm like, you know, our drink of choice was Hennessy. So I'm like, shit, I'm drinking with my cousin. So I'm not seeing no issue. And you was getting up and you was going to work every day. Yeah, it never stopped me from working. Um, that's probably one of the reasons why I thought I never had a problem. Because I was going to get up and go to work regardless. No matter how much I drunk. No matter... Uh, no sleep. <laughs> I remember going to work, being up all night, going straight to the house just to brush my teeth, get my work clothes on, and go get it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's crazy because I remember a time when we was in Fresno, and when Grandma stayed in the apartment, she stayed in the little corner store it was right, you know, right down the street, and they was they had the bottles for cheap. And I remember me, you, we went down there, we drove down there with my mama. Man, you was tossing a bottle back and forth, you know, the whole ride up. And again, I'm not even thinking of like, you know, like, oh, they be drinking, you know, everybody. Be, I'm like, shit, like I said, I'm I'm drinking with my big cousin. And it was like, but then you had dropped the bottle. That was the night you had dropped the bottle. And you was like, man, you know what? Fuck it, Cuddy, we go get another one. Like, wait, what? <laughs> like, like, huh? Like, really? You know what I mean? Like, is it that easy? And, yeah, like I said, I, I remember times that you, you know, us having birthday parties or family functions, and it's like, oh, he going to go lay down for an hour or two, but he bouncing back up while the rest of us, we hung over. We can't do nothing the next day. Man. And I'm like, but it's not a problem for nobody else. But why y'all acting like he got an issue? Like, I'm not saying I was oblivious to it, but it was like, I really didn't see, I didn't see the issue. I, I didn't. So, 
Um, what made you want to finally get sober, sober other than that situation? Uh, my kids. That was probably the main thing. Um, I always wanted to be a, the best father I could be to my kids. and I felt I wasn't doing that over the years. And the reason was because of the alcohol and all the problems that it's causing in my life. But um, I had I couldn't do it for myself. Um, if I was going to try to do it for myself, I'd still be trying to do it right now. I had to do it for my kids and my mom. Um, but my kids is what really pushed me to, to really do it. All right, so... Because, I, like I said, I know a little bit about it. I haven't had conversations with you about it. But was it like, did you have to go through, like, AA? Or was it like a cold turkey type thing? Or what was the... It was cold turkey. I took some AA classes before because I had to. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to hate going to that. Uh, I used to hate going to that shit. Um, when it comes to addiction, it, it's up to you. Um Nobody could tell me. I mean, people was telling me, you know, but it really it comes up to you and how bad you want to change and whatever you're going through. Um, AA ain't going to help you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I feel. It got to be, it really got to be, you come to a point in your, a point in time in your life to where you'd be like, for for me, it was like, damn, do I care or do I don't care? You know, and I cared a little bit too much to not care. Right. You know, and um, I didn't think I was going to be able to do it. i tell you the truth about it. I really didn't think I was going to be able to do it, but I knew I had to. And I went, what, two months, two and a half months. Without telling anybody, because I didn't think I had it. Is that my mama's? My boy Stanley come pick me up, go to the neighborhood, we chilling. But the whole time I'm sitting there like, man, it's been two and a half months. I haven't had no drink. I haven't wanted no drink. Like, I'm like, damn, I got it. And that's all I'm telling me. Stanley just can't pick me up. So I was like, man, I ain't going to even ask this nigga to drop me off at the house. He going to be mad and this and that and that. So I'm like, fuck it. I call my little cousin. I called Tramiel. Tramiel come Shout out, Mill. <laughs> he come pick me up, take me to my mama's. And I just wanted to tell my mama, uh, like, go in the house and, like, mama, you know, I, I quit drinking. And she looked and she said, well, I was going to say something. I noticed, but. She said she wasn't going to say nothing. I said, well, I would have said something. I just didn't. I wanted to make sure that it was over. And she said it was over. Me and my mama, we was crying, holding each other like we was at a funeral for about 30 minutes. And uh, But that just locked it all in. Like That's why I know I'd never, ever drink again. Um, I wouldn't even want to go back down that road. Oh, it's, it was one hell of a road for me. You know, my life was like a movie every day. You know, I wasn't caring about a lot of things. 
just took me down the wrong the wrong path. But I thank God. I thank God every morning. <clears throat> I was re- I was able to bounce back. A lot of people uh they'd be surprised what they see me doing now and this and that. But a lot of people just don't know who I am, you know. It's like I didn't really become an alcoholic until 2006. My first job in oil fields. I was smoking weed every day. I mean, weed. I was a weed head. But I had my family, my first family. Got on that oil rig for neighbors, production rig. Still smoking weed. I got my first check. And I said, oh, that weed gone. Fuck that weed. Shit. Making too much good money. Let it go. Dirty test. And now I go from not drinking. I go from drinking to not smoking every day. You know, to where when I was smoking every day, I wasn't getting to no trouble. I was cool. I was good. Took away the weed alcohol caused and created a whole lot of problems in my life. Yeah, man, I'm and I'm so proud of you cuz like you know like when I when I got out the hospital my last situation they told me like you might want to stop drinking, you know, alcohol is not even though that wasn't the initial cause of it, they told me like this might be it. And so I'm like the first person that I came to it had to be you. I'm like I need to, cause for them for to be told like, like no, nah, that's not it. Even though I'm not, I I've, I've had a lot of mental control over that, because I know it run in our family on all sides. So it's always like, to have that focus to be like, no, nah, I don't want. Like I've seen what it done, and you know sometimes in the family like when we're used to it, it'll become a joke in a sense. Like yeah. oh he passing out or he falling out, ha ha funny and it's. Man down. Man down. You know what I mean? Dang, it's it's dang. it's the talk of the talk at the barbecues <laughs> and at the birthday parties and things like that. <laughs> but it become a point where I remember my mom, it, it scared me because my mom told me a story. And, you know, uh, we always joke about it, but you know, you my mama favorite. I <laughs> might be the baby, but Jay West is her favorite. Let's be clear on that. Dang. No, Dame is grandma's favorite. That's why I always say you my mama's favorite. Dame is grandma's favorite. We know that already. But no, my mama said that you was you was in the hood and you was you was drinking. She seen you gambling. And you already know where I'm going with this. She seen you gambling with some of the older homies. And, you know, she, she got a thing about that. She don't want to see none of us doing that because what happened to my pops. So that was her big thing, like. Like, nah, I don't, they're going to try to take advantage of my nephew. They're going to try to take advantage of my baby. Like, he not in he, he not in his right mind. But, you know, like you said, at that time, you wasn't trying to listen to nobody. Like, my mom, your mom, auntie, nope, nobody. Like, you had to do it for yourself. Had to. The only way it was going to happen. And do you think, okay, do you think that the, the working out that you do now, because you're in the gym every day. It's not a day or not a that video that I don't see like you in there. Even when you go to work, you in your you in your room or whatever, and you you get into it. Do you think that's what helped replace like the alcohol? Like well, you know, before I before um before I stopped drinking, I already had to come up with something 
that was going to replace the alcohol and already had decided it was going to be the gym. Um, alcohol took me away. It took away from, like, who I, who I was, you know. I always liked to work out, play ball, um, and do things like that. But the alcohol took, took that away. So right before I stopped drinking, I said, well, I'm going to replace it with the gym. And I didn't know it was going to go as good as it did. Um, now, I mean, the gym, it's it's a, it's life now, you know. Like, I got to go where I got to work out. Like, it's just that grind. When I don't work out, I feel some type of way. Like, it's just that I told myself I'm going to be grinding uh rest of my life, I guess. Not- That's how much it makes me feel. It just makes me feel good. Yeah, it, uh, trust me, it's a, it's a lifestyle. And like with me, it ain't even about getting big and having big muscles. It's well, about with me. It's just the grind, the workout. You know. Yeah, yeah. I recently, like, I recently did a seven day water fast, and you kind of, you was like the inspiration behind that. You and Pook, like, you know what I mean? Because y'all really into like the health life stuff, and like just to improve my overall health. Like I remember when I first came home, a lot of people don't know this, but. They all of a sudden told me that I had high blood pressure. I had never had high blood pressure a day in my life. Of course, what the doctors do, you know, they put you on a whole bunch of medication. I don't like taking pills. I'm like, my cousin, your brother, do the juicing. So I did the juice cleanse. I'm like, I need to start eating right. I start eating more fruit. I start eating more. I'm like, shit, I can just watch my cousins. They do this shit every day. It's become a lifestyle. And I would say within two months... I was completely off medication. I was completely off everything. And so working out is very essential. Like, especially for me, because I feel like my weight, it fluctuates. It's because you know how moms cook. You know what I mean? And during that seven-day water fast, I I had to stay away from my mama. And that's not easy for me because, you know, we mama's boys at the end of the day. So we're going, you know what I'm saying? We're always going to do that. And then she, so... She like she seen me doing it on Snapchat on my Snapchat and all that. So she calling, checking every day. How you feel? If you get dizzy, you better eat something. You know what I'm saying? That, yeah. that old school. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, nah, mom, this mind over matter at this point. Yeah. Like you gotta get up, you gotta do it. And my boy did it with me and he like, is you working out? I'm like, you got to. Yeah. I was like, you got to. And like I said, even seeing I ain't got no excuses. You know what I'm saying? This part of my growth of working out. Um I love it. <laughs> I yeah. Yeah, man, just like it's just amazing to see. That's why I told you I had to call. I called you personally. Like I already knew I had my first interview locked in, but I'm like, my cousin ain't never really told his story. They, like I said, they see the videos, but they don't know the backstory behind it and the whole thing. And I, you know, I, how do you feel about? Because you know, it's people that support you, but then like I always tell you, I'd be like. It's people that support you, yeah, but it's them people that kind of want you to fall back to your old ways. Yeah, just waiting. So they can have something to talk to about. Talk about, but uh, it'll never happen on my end. You know, I'm going to continue to move forward in life and get better daily. Um, somebody waiting on me to fall, they're going to be waiting for a whole long, long time. <laughs> I promise you that. Yeah. You know, my life is just it's so much better what I'm doing, what I'm trying to do. I just want some more of it. Yeah, no, yeah. That, it's amazing because, like, I've told you before. I remember one time you uh, 
you had posted a picture uh, on Instagram. You was with, I forget who you was with, but you went to Vegas with, with you know, one of the one of your, your age group, one of the older homies or whatever, and they had some liquor in the car. Oh, and you had my little cousin. Yeah, you had posted the picture. Hey, yeah, yeah, okay. You had posted the picture, and um, Instagram went crazy. <laughs> But I'm already knowing. I I know you. Like I I know you. We close enough to the point where like, nah. I know my boy. He just like me. He not he not finna give people the satisfaction to after all this time. To I went. I went through way too much alcohol. Hit me way, way too much. I would never want to. Like, there's no way. I don't even miss nothing about it. I don't miss nothing about it. Yeah. And it's like I said, it, it's good to see you now because it's like it's like a true uh, redemption story because you you got six kids, you got three older kids, yeah. and you have the three younger kids, yeah. and you've been present for all six of them. I'm just gonna be clear. I'm not gonna let nobody say no different. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you can say like you felt like the drinking took you away from certain aspects. That's cool, but I'm not gonna let nobody act like you ain't been there for all your kids. Yeah. Cause I know you have, but, but with these younger three, it's good to see. So, and your son, I mean, y'all can't see cause we ain't on camera, but my little cousin is right here watching us do this interview. And this is part of the reason why I wanted to do it. So, you know, his age group, the younger kids, cause you got the three adults and then you got the three younger kids. It's kind of like, like, damn Jay, what was the gap for? <laughs> like. <laughs> They keep it going. Though. Yeah, yeah. talk about fatherhood, man. Because the bond I see with you and your kids, that's amazing. From because I seen you post a picture. I think you had all six of them. Yeah, like recently. Fourth so, of July. Yeah, so just talk about that a little bit. Talk about fatherhood and what it means to you. I mean, I love fatherhood. It's every. It means everything to me. Um, without my kids, I'm nobody. My kids get. They give me that that fuel I need to be a better person to do things different. Um, I just, I love to be around my kids. I love to, uh, the daily things that come with being a father, you know, not just, uh, not all about the money, but spending time and making, protecting, making sure they are right. You know, um, just making sure that I'm there to help them. Not saying I'm going to make their life easier, but make them, help them go through life, but easier as I can, as they can, as I can help them. Right. And you also a papa too. Yeah. We got to add that in. Yeah, so how, how that's been? <laughs> yeah, how that's been for you? Because like I said, you got the three adult kids, Casey, JJ, Jolly, and then you got the three younger ones. So how is that for you being a papa? Oh, that's when I feel a little older. <laughs> Make me feel old. I ain't going to lie about it, but it's a blessing. Um, it's a blessing. Yeah. You still look young, though. You still look young. You know what I'm saying? You started young, so <laughs> it's kind of, it, it balances out. See, that's one thing about our family, because like I said in my last episode, I've been an uncle since I was six. <laughs> and it's hard to comprehend the fact that my nephew is pushing 30. You know, I'll be 34 in a couple of days, but my nephew, he my oldest nephew, he pushing 30. You know what I mean? <laughs> But it's it's but it's good though. It's good in the same time. Like I tell people, they think it's crazy when I tell them I'm a great uncle yeah. already. Like you know, 
And Boogie, she about to be, what, 13. Like, yeah. she's pushing junior high, and it's like, it's real nerve-wracking <laughs> yeah. when, when it comes to that. But, yeah, it's it's always, uh, I mean, you know, growing up, up under y'all, like, we was like y'all first kids in a sense because yeah. with y'all being the older ones, like, okay, you the second oldest. And in our generation, I'm going to say this, and they going to, I'm the youngest boy in our generation. Now, your mama and daddy decided to have two other kids <laughs> after the, you know, the great grands start getting here. So, Kylan and Coco, they they are generation because they're a grandkid, but they was here after the great grandkids. So, I like to say I'm the last boy and Mimi is the last girl of our generation. So, we, we grew up, I grew up watching y'all. Being at your house, thank God I'm not a 49er fan. I just had to add that in. Because <laughs> having to sleep in his room with Pook and you and just just having that around, it was either going to be that or Raiders. Because <laughs> we know your dad is a big Raider fan. So my Uncle Lynn is a big Raider fan. So thank God for that. But like I was saying, it, it, it's, been a, it's been an inspiration to me. And I want you to keep going. And I, I don't want you to stop. I know you're not going to stop. But I just got to give you those flowers, man, because I'm one of those relatives that's like, I don't want to see you fall. Because if you fall down, I'm going to feel like I fall down. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like damn, like, Cuddy could have came and talked to me or Cuddy could, like, what could I have done? Because I feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I grew up watching you, Dame, Pork, rest in peace, Pork, rest in peace, Fat Boy, rest in peace, Vic. I grew up watching y'all, like, and it's like, to see you doing good, to see Dame doing so good now, it's like, all right, that that's motivation. Like, I, we can do that too. So, I, like I said, I'm starting this thing. I was like, I had to get you on. Because it's like I said, when they told me about, like, hey, you might have to quit drinking, you're the first person I thought of. Like, I need to talk to him. What made him want to stop? Because I had never asked you that before. Yeah. And then now you coaching. And like I said, you got the older generation. They ain't really like sports like that. <laughs> no. But we got the younger one. He He's into football. So I want to get into Coach West, Coach Jay. And so we're going to tap into that. And then you also play football. So I want I want to talk about that because it's a whole story behind that that I want people to finally hear because it's a crazy story how oh, when you was in high school. I remember it kind of, but not really. And I want y'all to hear it. I'm going to ask him some questions. And, and so y'all going to hear it from his perspective. But. We'll be right back, so make sure you stick with us. Stay lion-hearted. Okay, yeah, so we back. So now, after that segment, that was a dope segment. Uh, but I want to also talk about, because with that, after you go through something, there's always like triumph through the through the bad things you go through, and I want to talk about you um you coaching now, so I want to talk about that like I said, uh the older kids didn't really get into sports, but your younger one he he's a quarterback defensive player, and you coach with us, you finally with the home team, you help coach peewee football so how, do, how what what initially got you into that space? Played uh, growing up. Um, football kept me out of a lot of trouble. Uh, once I saw how good I was, um, 
I started sophomore football, safety, kickoff return, punt return, uh, second string quarterback, um, getting recruited as a sophomore, play safety, college letters coming in. <laughs> I remember when I got hurt, college had called the house and my mom had answered the phone and they talking and she was like, yeah, but he just hurt his knee. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, honest auntie, tell him. honest they auntie, <laughs> they're going to find out anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, but football, uh, once upon a time, football was my life. Uh, I always dreamed of playing in the NFL making it to the NFL so I could buy my mom a house. I always tell her that. We always joke about that now. But um, football, growing up, changed. It helped me. Okay, so there, but there, there was also a crazy story with your football journey, too. Like you said, you got hurt. But I know you was playing for Foothill High School at first, right? Yeah, I started off at first. And then you transferred to Bakersfield High School, BHS, Bakersfield High School for – those that ain't from here. So what happened with that? Because I remember you playing. Like, yeah, even though I was younger, I remember you playing, and it was a lot of hype behind that within, like, the family. And then all of a sudden, it just stopped. So what was the initial reason that you couldn't play your senior year? Well, um, my senior year, well, we just go back to my sophomore year when I hurt my knee. Um, I forgot. It was earlier in the season, my sophomore year, but I ended up hurting my knee, and the coaches was like, they come up to me, they said, uh, you want to play? I said, yeah, I want to play, but I'm like, y'all know I can't play. I can't run. I'm like, y'all talk. I, I want to play. Of course I want to play, but I can't. They're like, well, if you want to play, just come up just come up to the office a little earlier than what you normally come. I was like, wasn't thinking. I'm like, oh, what they going to give me, like, I ended up going, yeah, doctor up in there. It shot me up. Quarter zone. Quarter zone. Yeah. Um, I was able to run, and people, um, players looking at me like, man, you was just been hurt all week. Only if y'all know. You know, that was just one game. Did it game after that, game after that. My mama didn't even know, you know, I wanted to be on the field. Um, they was lying to me, talking about uh, you got these colleges looking at you. You don't want them to stop looking at you. You need to be on the field. And I went with that shit. And it costed me my football career somewhat, I guess. But I ended up transferring from Foothill. Uh, I went to South. <laughs> the end of my junior year, I ended up going to South before I went to BHS, but I ended up at BHS my senior year. I even practiced with uh, East High uh, my senior year. I almost went to East, too. A lot of people don't know that. I didn't. I don't remember that. I remember the South High, but I didn't remember the East part. I I, I practiced with East uh, in the summer. It's going to be West to Johnson, uh, Robert Johnson, my boy. But uh, I was up in there. I just didn't feel that uh, they was going to let it go through, but they probably would have let that go through. They didn't wasn't going to let the BHS um, 
they didn't let me play yet. That I didn't get to play my senior year. Uh, by the time I got to BHS, they were saying it was a week to week if they was gonna clear me. Uh, the first week I practiced, didn't get cleared. Second week I practiced, didn't get cleared. Third week I practiced, didn't get, get cleared. And what was frustrating about this time, I'm at a hundred percent now. I'm, I'm good. I'm ready, ready to go. go. They was like Wes. They said they not gonna clear you. They said if they was gonna clear you, they said they would already clear you. They said you can practice if you want. We're not gonna force you to practice. You don't gotta practice no more if you don't want to. I practiced like one more week after that. Then after that, I just gave up on ball. I shouldn't shouldn't have, but I did. And just the love for the game. I had lost the love of the game that fast. I didn't play no more after that. Yeah, and uh, is it it's true that they they cleared you, but they cleared you like at they hoop cleared, season? They like cleared me right after football season. Yeah, so it was going into right hoop after season. Football season that Monday, uh, when BHS lost uh, that Friday night, mm-hmm. out of the playoffs when it was over, that Monday when that we played that Friday night, that Monday, Hudson called me into the office and he was like, Wes, guess what? cleared you to play football season over with. All that, I had to do was play my senior year to get a scholarship. To get a scholarship. Yeah. But like you were saying, like, you know, the love of the game. Because within the family, it was always, you know, us, we go to BC, go to yeah. JUCO. That, that's <laughs> what we were saying. But I, I hearing you say it now, because I, I, I never heard you explain it like that. Like, the love of the game was just gone. Yeah, like, I, I knew about the injury and I knew about the bullshit story of them clearing you right before hoop season, which you was a hooper too, right? Yeah. But you loved but football. But I would have got a scholarship in, in, in football. football. Man, though, I would have played my senior year. Yeah, man, that, that's just crazy. And it was like a – it was a medical mistake that, that yeah. kept you out that long, right? Yeah, I was supposed to have been Talk out about that a little bit. Uh, I was getting a simple scope, um, just going in, uh, cleaning up cartilage, because I wasn't going to get the surgery and – even the coaches, everybody is like, oh, you'll be out five days. You'll like, be playing next week. I'm like, oh, yeah. So I get the surgery, and my, my knee stays sw- swelling for like nine months. Um, I, I, remember, I, remember, I remember that. I couldn't bend my leg for nine months, ten months. Um, they didn't know what was wrong. I had to wait till the swelling go down. It took like took like four months just for the swelling to go down. So once the swelling went down, they was able to get an X-ray, see what was going on, and they was like, "Whoever did your uh, your surgery, popped a blood vessel and didn't say nothing." <laughs> yeah, sometimes you know all these doctors they go to school. That's why I always said, man, to this day, unless it's like. Life or death, it got to be life or death at this point. I never go under the knife again because you never know. You sleep. You out. Your mama, they in the waiting room. You know what I'm saying? They they don't know what's going on. They don't know what's. Simple surgery. It'd be simple surgery. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, trust me. Like, to hear that, like, they popped a blood vessel on you. Like, damn. I had to have the whole lower body opened and (laughs) prodded and pulled. So I'm like, when when you finally told me, because I never knew that that part of the story. I knew about the swelling. I knew about the the transfer and 
how they did you right before basketball season and all that. But when you told me that, and I just asked, we talked about it because we talk about stuff off and on. And you told me like, no, nah, they popped a blood vessel in my knee. And that was the first and time I didn't say nothing about it. And they didn't say nothing. <laughs> so, you know, initially, you know, black folk, we like, man, that's male practice. Like, like we know what we talking about. That's male practice. Like, why we, why nobody didn't sue? Because yeah, auntie could have still got that house. Like, they said we took too long. T- took too long. Yeah. But we took too long. Should have sued. Nobody said nothing, though. Like, how you, how, how you put a statute of limitations on something, some information that nobody knew? Because your whole thing as a player... And as a student at that time, because you was like, what, 17 around that time? 18, yeah, 17? 17. So you just worried about getting on the field. You know what I mean? You're, like you said, you fielding calls for scholarships. Your mama trying to, you know, because the phone was ringing like crazy. Yeah. Like, you were supposed to be one of them ones. And trust me, I remember. I was on my way. And that's the most frustrating part, because it's like it was taken away from you. You didn't throw it away. You, we got Where we come from, you, you know. It's so many stories of, like, whether it's the streets or – drugs or drinking like we was talking about in the last segment it's it's so many different things and i know we talked about it in the last segment do you think but do you think a lot of that uh attributed to your drinking like the way f- your football had to end so abruptly yeah um i just went about it the wrong way now that i look look at it but um see when i was like i said by the time i got to high school and by the time i saw how good i was in, in football um, I really was focused and determined to get to the next level. Mm-hmm. So my goal was to go to college. Let's get to college. And I just started going about people I was hanging around. When I was going to high school, I didn't go to no parties after the game or nothing. You can ask my mama. I'm at the house icing up. Um, I just was really focused and de- determined to get to the next level working, putting in that work. That's like how I work out now. Like it's That's nothing new to me. I've been doing it my whole life. Like my mama um, is a witness. She used to see me grinding and pinning the work by myself. Nobody never like um, came to, oh, get me better. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. I always got myself better. I never played for a coach that got me better in football. It's a difference in basketball because I, I played for the Rockets. I played for Lodge. But mm-hmm. in football, I never played for a coach that got me better. I always came to a to a team and was already like, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is what I got. This is what y'all got. But they never made me better. I always made myself better. Yeah, right. Uh, and I, I like I said, I love that determination. And it, it is kind of twofold because you wit your son, and you is making him better through the training and even coaching. <laughs> and that's what you're doing now. So you kind of like, you don't want him to have that isolation. You want him to have that same drive, but you don't want him to have to figure it out when you got the blueprint. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's what I tell him, too. Because you yeah. went through the trenches and you know how it could end. So that's that's good to have. Like, Because I'm a lot like that, too. You know, my story is my own, and it's not nothing that, it's not nothing that nobody can do. I have to get up and do it. Like you can't, you can't make me get up and like. There's nothing nobody can do. And I remember I was telling, like how we was just talking about the doctor, and I I ended up uh, fucking one of the doctor's head up because because uh, they did like a little psycho eval or whatever on me before I came home. Just like standard practice, I guess. 
did like the Zoom call because it was during like COVID. And all I told him was like, I've been to the bottom of this mountain before, but I've been to the top. Yeah. Like, I know where to put my feet on them rocks to yeah. get back up. I'm like, gonna get there. yeah, my mama can't lift me to the top of it because she don't know this path. Yeah. Like, nobody knows it. Like, nobody in Only our family. You. It's just me. Yeah. And it's literally nobody in our family. And it's a lot of us. Just just the cousin, like I said, the grandkids. It's just about 20 of us just alone. And it's I'm the only one. But it's never like, I don't look at it like, I've never like, oh, why me and why not them? Like, you know what I mean? So, and I'm so glad that you're not doing that now. You're just taking the knowledge that you know now and you pouring it into him. So yeah. how is that being a youth coach and a trainer? I love it. I mean, I love it. Um, especially by being able to to coach my son, uh, teaching him the game and the other kids. Um, it's like a blessing come. It's a dream come true for me. Always wanted to coach. But over the years, the drinking, getting into trouble, it always drew me away from what I really wanted to do. Um, it's just these last two years, it's just been a lot of joy just to be able to, just like when we go train, it's, it's a peace of mind for me. I love it. Seeing him get better, I tell you, cause he uh, he said he want to get, he said he want to be good. I said, well, since you want to be good, I said, no, we ain't gonna be good. We gonna be great. You know, uh, just believe in me and listen to me, and we gonna get there. And he works his ass off. Yeah, that he does. Uh, give him your uh, let him know what your Instagram is if if y'all want to check out videos a little cutty, cause. He ain't got social media yet, right? No. No, you, it's all through you at this all point. All through me with uh, the little videos I do got. Um, by time next year, um, he'll have all that. Oh, okay. Yeah, he'll be at the age. See, and, and then I feel a part of this story just a little bit, too, because, again, it's my cousin calling. I'm thinking you. Honestly, I'm thinking you wanted me to get some more shoes or something. I was thinking it was something <laughs> like that. He's like, hey, is there an opening on the team? And I'm like, man, this is like a dream of mine because – like I said, I already get to see my guy son play because my brother coach on the team. Now I get to see all his games too because now you coaching on the team. And it was like, oh, yeah, we got to get you over. I didn't even know. Like I told you before we started, I didn't even know it was a possibility. So it was a no-brainer for me. So I'm like, yeah, this is, this is what I want. I want him over here because I know how good he is and I know how good of a coach you is. And, you know, we had to deal with the little obstacles. I don't know if I should say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. They thought we was going to come in and step on some toes. But that's not even your – I said that's not even your personality. You just want to – you know, you know you got the knowledge and you just want to pass it down, and you know how much work you put in with your son. So I'm just like, yeah, we need that on our sideline. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, with me, you know, it's all about the kids with me. Uh, just to get the kids better and teach them the game at a high level. And help them to understand the game. Help them not to get hurt. You know, that's the main thing with me. Just to get better every day. Yeah. A lot of kids, they don't have that drive. They don't have that push, you know. And it starts at a young age. You know, you can learn that at a young age. It's going to help them as, they year, as the years to come. 
is the people that know that they don't got it. That's like I was saying, like I know, like I said, with your work schedule and everything. And I said, yo, when you're not here, I know how hard you go. I know how you train him. We got him. I was like, hey, because number one, the person that you got watching after him, I know what his credentials are. You know what I'm saying? And I, like I said, so I'm, I always feel like I'm in the middle, you know, when it comes to conversations and stuff. I'm like, because sometimes he'd be like, because like I said, his son play. But, and it's like, no, nah, Jay told you to make sure you push him. Like, when he's not here, you got to do. But then when it's not yours, you kind, you kind of like, I don't know, man. I'm like, nah, bro. That's my little cousin. He built like me. Think of it like me. He's built like me. I know how his daddy is, bro. I want you to stay on mine yeah. at all times. Yeah, man, and I know, like, because that's what we was talking about, too, bringing you on. I'm like, they're going to quickly find out, like, Jay is one of them ones, too, because he played the game, so his knowledge is a little bit different. And like I was just saying a little bit ago, I come to find out that that makes people uncomfortable at times. Yeah, it does. And it's just like, yeah. It's funny at the same time. Yeah. Because I'm the one, and (laughs) we laugh about it, but I'm always the one, like, any slight of disrespect, especially to the family, you already know, I, I peep everything. <laughs> I peep everything when it comes to, because it be like, it don't be, it, it's never direct. Because yeah, people yeah. people ain't that bold. It's never direct. It's always a little backhanded or a little slight. Like I said, when we was first bringing you in, they thought you was going to come and just try to take over. Nah. I'm going to sit back, you know. My main thing is just, like I said, I'm, it's all about the kids. It's all getting the kids better on my end, you know, and that's including my son and everybody else. Yeah. And then, I mean, I understand, like I said, I understand feeling that way from the outside because, I mean, you do have a championship resume. You did win a championship. You was on the championship we staff. 10 and 0 last yeah, year. Yeah, undefeated. So With JC on that quarterback. Yeah, the quarterback of the future. I'm going to just put that out there right now. You know what I'm saying? He played, what is it, defense? He They got him on defense right now. Play corner, corner right now. Corner and safety. But he will be the quarterback of our futures program. I'm already put that. And I'm not just saying that because he my little cousin. I know he put that work in, and I know he loves football. Hell, he playing Madden right now. While we doing this interview, he, he honing his skills on Madden. I don't think he could beat me, but, you know, that's a different story for a different day. Don't frown at me, boy. <laughs> yeah, Jay, but – um. Man, I just want to let you know, man, I appreciate you. And I thank you for pushing as hard as you do because even if I don't say it a lot, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm always watching, bro, because it's always, like, it's inspiration for me. I'm always watching in a good way because, I, like I said, I don't want you to fall. I'm I'm one of those relatives, like, I'm if you fall down, I'm going to feel like I fall down too. <laughs> and as high as you go, I feel like, okay, I can push myself. When I don't feel like working out or – when my back is stiff or my legs are stiff, I'm like, shit, my cousin got up today. I know he got up. Or I get on Instagram, like, why the fuck am I on Instagram? <laughs> he posts his pictures. He's two hours ahead of me, and he been up, and he go do a full workload. Like, yeah. I don't have no excuses. Like, this is my job. This podcast, this is my job now. And as much as I'm obsessing about that, I'm trying to get like you. I'm not there yet. I'm not even, I ain't no fake out here. I ain't there yet. I still struggle with it. But I'm going to get there. And, like, I just want to let you know, I want to give you your flowers on that and let you, your whole journey has been an inspiration. And, I, and I'm glad you trust me in order to tell your story, help you tell your story. I appreciate it. Um, it's, uh, 
Bible say. Um, I don't know. My story probably could reach somebody that it helped, you know, to get through what I was going through because I was going through hell. Um, the alcohol just made my life worse. Just got worse and worse, and I didn't know what to do. You know, I loved to drink. You know, that was my thing, my choice of drugs. I'm gonna drink regardless. If I didn't have to work, I'm waking up drinking. <laughs> just what? It just came a habit. You know, uh, a habit that almost cost me my life. Like I said, I thank God every morning. I'm just able to see things clear, do things different, be a better person, uh, make better choices and decisions uh, with life. Um, it's been one hell of a ride. You know, I didn't, I didn't got knocked down too many times. I ain't nowhere in the world I'm going to get knocked down again. You know, that's how I feel. I've been there. I've been through a whole lot of shit just because of the alcohol. I blanked out driving before. I almost killed myself. That shit was so scary. <laughs> I thought I was gone. Eyes shut on me at the light. I was good. Right when I took off, about five seconds after I took off from the light, my eyes shut on me. Hands locked on the steering wheel. And my thing, I'm like, dang, hit the brake. Now, I can't open my eyes. My eyes are shut on me. But I can hear everything going. I can't move my arms. can't move my, my hands. I can move my feet, though. So I'm like, okay, hit the brake. And I don't hit the brake. I hit the gas. That thing went, That's the, you know, I hit something. Boom! Hit something. I'm upside down. So I hit the curb. I was going so fast when I hit the curb. Hit, I hit a tree. I was upside down. Hit these people's uh, houses. So I, yeah, people that was the, I was like, I was sitting there thinking. That was the kind of having flashbacks. Like hearing you telling them stories, you know, it's kind of, I'm over here getting choked up because y'all got to realize, like, this is my first, this is my first kid. We cousins. This is my first cousin. Like, you know what I mean? Like I said, he he the second born out of the family. And by the grace of God, we we haven't, other than my nephew, you know, and, you know, Cuddy Vic and Cuddy Pork, like, but we haven't lost none of our first cousins by the grace of God. So that was probably the scariest situation other than my health scares, like, that we done been through as a family where one of us, we almost, like, you know what I mean? We almost lost one of us or we thought we, we thought we did. You know what I mean? So, like I said, that's why I really wanted to do this. Like, you know what I mean? Because I feel like even as a family member, be, being a part of the story, yeah. But it's like I, I instantly thought, like, my cousin got a real story to tell that that nobody has ever heard outside of the family. You know what I mean? You done shared it with friends. I'm pretty sure you done shared it. Like you said, you went to the AA meetings for a while, but you really didn't feel like you got much from it. Like, I you know didn't what get mean? nothing from it. I was only going to not go to jail. <laughs> Tell you the truth. Yeah. I used to like motherfucker leave the AA meeting and go straight to the liquor store. 
you just a drink because they had you sitting up in there for nothing. Go up in there. Hi, my name is. Hi, I'm an alcoholic. I forgot how it go, but hi, my name is Jason. I'm an alcoholic. That's what you gotta say. They yeah. go around the circle and shit like hell. And see, that's crazy that you said it because we don't even call you Jason. <laughs> like within the your mom, I'm, your mom do, but yeah, we don't. We don't. Yeah, we don't call you Jay. It's either Jay West or West or what's up, Jay? Like, like we. So t- to hear you say that, like I said, I mean, and like you say, you're over it now. So I can say it like it was kind of a goal of mine. Like growing up, like I'm old enough now to drink with my big cousin. <laughs> like we bought it, and you know, we both was a fan of that brown. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. So it was, it was, uh, it was, it was some good times, but. I, I like I like this version of you a lot better. Oh, I rather you know what I'm saying. You smoke your little smoke and coach yeah, the yeah. kids and be, and we can still kick it. Like you <laughs> know what I mean. Like I realized, and then like I said, when I got out the hospital just recently, like when I was watching video game. I mean, uh, the football game. Excuse me. We were sober, and that was the first season where I didn't drink on Sundays. I'm like I'm watching football sober, and I'm not. Like, I, I learned, like, you don't have to drink to have a good time. No, you don't. You don't. And that's what it has told me, like. People just be so used to drinking, doing whatever they do, you know. Then when you just sit there, like, oh, I'm not drinking. Oh, I got to be drinking. Yeah. And like I was saying a little bit, too, like, within our family, like, it, it's already, it's like a, it becomes like a. Like a like a funny moment, like oh you drunk like this, like this uncle yeah, used yeah, to be, yeah. or you just so it's like you know when we was younger we feel like okay they giving us these nicknames we gotta live up to Uncle Clay, Uncle Will, Uncle this, Uncle that, and I remember a time and I gotta kind of mention this too uh, before we get up out of here I, it was my birthday matter of fact we was in the garage and I went and picked up my boy P rest in peace who passed away uh, last year. And so he was on he was on the medication because he was going through something at the time, and so they was lecturing me like, "Oh, don't give him alcohol with the medication or whatever." And I'm like, "Yo, I'm his big cousin, man." Because you know we they've been like our they are family basically. Yeah. It's not even a friendship; it's more like family. So I'm telling the people like, if I tell him he ain't gonna do something, he ain't gonna do it. There ain't gonna be no like whatever he do with y'all. That's what he do with y'all. Whatever y'all go through with him, he's not gonna do that. So I remember telling him, I said, look, and I, I don't know how, I forgot how many years you was into sobriety at that point, but I was like, here, here's a water bottle for you. Look, he's sitting there with a water bottle. We're going to play this beer pong, and you're not going to be jealous because you're going to sit him. You remember that when you yeah. were sitting in my mama's garage? And yeah. I'm like, and see, that was early on when we were still kind of, well, not yeah, me. That was probably like three years. Yeah. Three years into my, yeah. Yeah, because see, for me, I never like, it was never a thing where, like, I'm going to wait for Jay to fall to be like, ha-ha. It was like, shit, I stopped drinking. Like, all right. Like, you know? Because yeah, yeah. even when you told some of the family members, it was more so of, like, he just saying that. He not for real. That's still people to this day say I say I drink still. Yeah. Like, I'm not lying. Like, you be drinking. No. If I was drinking, everybody would know I ain't going to hide it, you know? Like I told you, though, when you when you post that picture, you don't know how many messages I got, cause it was like, man, nah, West fell off the wagon. I'm like, but I'm, I'm knowing. I'm like, he gonna tell us. Like they don't realize. Like you always pull up to my mama house. Like if you was really going through something, you would have been done said it. Like either your mama gonna know, my mama gonna know, or something like that. So I had to, you know, cause it was on Instagram. Yeah. 
So I'm I'm yeah. I'm not finna air family business uh-huh. out public. So I hit a couple people personally, like, nah, that's just he just <laughs> yeah. it, he testing the water. And after that situation, it was a it was a couple of months later, you know, it came up in conversation again and I was like and I didn't say nothing, I just kinda like Oh, so you so you so you really thought that was y'all really thought that was real? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, like that's what made it funny to me. I was like, yeah, he got yeah. y'all. Yeah, he yeah. got y'all on a yo-yo. He's he's, right. he's cuz either way, whether he doing good or bad, y'all number one, y'all don't know, <laughs> but y'all still talking about it. He's right. So it was like, keep doing what you are doing, man, and it's like it's it's, it's like I said, it may reach somebody in our city cuz we 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 have homies and cousins and shit. Oh, yeah. They drink like a fish. Hopefully it'll make them stop, or like I said, even a stranger. If you listening to this, because hey, my voice been hitting other countries lately. So I mean, alcohol is one hell of a drug. It's one hell of a drug. It um, real, it really is. But people don't realize it's a poison. It is. It's, it's, it's a poison. So yeah, um, I don't think I'm better than nobody. Just my situation. I had to do something about it because um, it was destroying my whole life. And when I decided to quit drinking. It was the best decision that I ever made in my life. Um, when I look back, I'd be like, damn, only if I could have did it then, then, you know, it's like, but it happened when it happened, and it was only going to happen when it happened. I tried a whole lot of times to stop drinking plenty of times, but um, it never, it never, um, I was never able to do it. Somehow, some way, but when I really decided that I had enough of it, I was through with it. Um, a lot of people don't know all the nights that I cried and prayed, uh, shit during the day, nights. Like it caused a whole lot in my life. Did a whole lot of crying and praying. You know, yeah. that's how bad. That's how much I just didn't want it. I mean, yeah, because uh, like I said, when you because uh, you change and when you stop drinking, you change your physical appearance up too. You cut the yeah, dreads cut off. Dreads. Wasn't too happy about that. That was like one of my main things. Yeah. I felt I had to uh, come anew. Yeah, I love the dreads. Yeah, I, um, he he took to me to get me locked up for the first time, y'all. So <laughs> I'm kind, and I just hit ten years. So whenever I hit a year, I always make sure to tag him in. A lot of people don't know why I do that. But yeah. I, he's the one who took me to the shop. I I got out the hospital. See, it was reversed for me. I got out the first situation when I had the meningitis, and I was like, okay, since I've been in the hospital this long, my hair grows pretty fast. So I'm like, I'm gonna lock up. I'm gonna change. I'm gonna change something. And I actually thought because you did it, I thought about cutting my hair after this last situation. But it was like I said, we cry, we pray, we do all that. I mean, that's the church is in our family, and that's and that's what gets us through a lot of them days, like. Like, I know you go to church with your family, and uh, me, I don't go as much as I, I should, but I will say this, like, God is always prevalent in my life, because he done brought me through so much, and nah, I don't see his face, but I know he there. Yeah, Cause if you got a relationship with him, you good. Yeah, if you know my life story, if you, and clearly, this is, you've been hearing some of his story, and he didn't get here by himself. Nah. Like, so don't think that. So if you're going through something... And then you one of those people out there that you just can't find the inspiration, listen, I don't care if you got to listen to this 10 times. Like, hopefully this pulls somebody out of that darkness because. I even got, uh, I went back to church. I uh, 
rededicated my uh, life to Christ again after. Uh, I just was doing a lot of things different, uh, doing whatever I felt that was going to help me, going to church on the weekends to help them out, um, movie night and stuff like that. I had to change a lot of things, change the, the places I used to go, the people I used to hang around. Uh, it was hard at it was hard at first. You know, I was one of the ones that stayed moving with the crowd. Always, we're set, we're set, we there. You know, and I had to change all that. Uh, and at first, I didn't know. That's what I had to do, but little by little, I was like, damn, damn, what is it? Okay, take a little of this. Oh, let me stop going over there. Let me stop doing that. Okay, now I got to stop shooting dice. You know, but it all it all helped for the better. I'm so glad you stopped doing that. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say it multiple times on multiple episodes, but it's a little, it's a little personal within our city, especially for me. You know what I mean? I don't trust too many people when it comes to that. And if, if it's one of my loved ones that's down, because I didn't, I, I tried it. That's what I'm saying. I tried it because I felt like, you know, growing up, you feel like, you know, everybody called me. I'm little Maddie to everybody. I'm my daddy's son. Like everybody, when they see me, that's what they see. Like you know what I mean? He, that's what he used to have me around. So I tried it until I seen what it did to my mama. And then when I really seen like, oh, it still affects my mama. She don't trust none of these motherfuckers. No, you can't. That's why I said when she, she told me that story when you was out, because obviously I wasn't out there when you was out there, but when she seen you and like I said, you was in your you was you was drunk at the time, you was, you know, in your old days, and it just gave her so many flashbacks, you know yeah, what I mean? She of pull it out too many times. She didn't sometimes she'd pull out and be like, Oh no, I ain't I'm losing my money right now. I don't wanna hear that shit right now. Yeah. <laughs> but you know <laughs> I already I, knew how she felt. You know, and I did take in uh, consideration how she felt when I did see her coming. It's yeah. just I'd be like, sometimes when I'm already losing, be like, damn, man, I don't want to hear that shit right now. I'm trying yeah. to win my money back. Because <laughs> it's like you said, though, that's, that's another addiction that people fall into, oh, too, yeah. with yeah. the gambling. So it's like yeah. if you're not gambling with a sober mind, it could get you already it could, lost. It could get real heavy. Yeah, yeah. yeah cause, you already fucked. Because even with a sober mind, it's a fifty-fifty shot. Yeah, no matter yeah. what you do, you know what I mean. And yeah. and like we still we with the sports and shit, we do like the sports gambling and shit. So I'm not I'm not bashing gambling. I ain't saying because I I do it. I used to lie. I used to, I've been shooting dice since I was in the fifth grade. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> see, he flipped. See, we was flipping dollars in the fifth grade. We it like it's always getting money has always been the goal, but. But yeah, again, Jay, I just want to thank you for telling your story, and I know it's gonna help some people, and it's gonna reach somebody, and it's gonna be somebody somewhere, maybe somebody I grew up with, maybe somebody you grew up with. They're like, "Damn, I never knew it was that deep," because they see the physical side of it, but they never know the mental side of it, and that's deep. So, like I said, I thank you for trusting me to help you coming on my platform to help you tell your story. I appreciate it. all it takes is. Uh... To reach one person, you know? Ain't got to be. Yeah, but like I always say, I'm going to get out of here always the same way. Just because their vision is blurry, that doesn't diminish your greatness. Until next time, stay lionhearted.
Lion Hearted Podcast.